0: What is good, everybody? Welcome to another Niners Nation Instant Reaction Podcast. I am Rob Stats guerrera and whoa, man, was that ugly. That was as poor a performance as I can remember the 49ers having. If that was a regular season game, I would be furious right now with the San Francisco 49ers. Luckily for us, it's a preseason game. I know I'm starting it a little early, but I'm just not going to sit here and wait for Brock Purdy to waste the last few plays of this game. Before we get into everything, and there's a lot to break down, I want to remind everybody please rate, review, follow the Niners Nation Podcast Network. If you take the time to leave a review, I promise you, we will take the time to read it on the show. I am going to be by myself tonight, I believe, for most of this show. So. Even more than usual, I want this to be interactive with you. So if you have a question, a comment, I'm going to get to as many as possible. And like I said, there is a lot to break down in this one because it was ugly. It was ugly from just about everyone except for maybe two people, and one of them is a punter. <laughs> okay, so we'll get into all of that. I want to start with Trey Lance because I think that's the thing we all came into this game wanting to see the most. It wasn't great. 7 of 11 in the game, 49 yards. He was sacked. Could have been sacked a lot more because the offensive line was hideous. Hideously bad in this game. We'll get to that. Um, But I want to hear your thoughts on Trey Lance. I'll give you my opinion. Hopefully we can uh, have a little back and forth here. He looked like the same guy. He always was to me, to be honest with you. You know, he, he told Albert Breer earlier this week, I'm going to be a lot better this year. Those were his exact words. He don't look a lot better to me. Now, I know it's only preseason. I know I get it. Trust me. But he's still imprecise with his balls. It's hit or miss when he drops back to pass. He just is. That, that's what he is. You know, they're, they're selling you that this broken finger was a huge, uh, you know, a huge, going to be a huge thing for him. He's going to be so much better this year, this, that, and the other thing. I think he'll be slightly better, but for the most part, I think he is what he is from a precision standpoint, from the ability to be able to hit receivers in stride all the time or close to all the time. I don't think he's going to be the most consistent guy with that, but you also saw tonight with the offensive line being as horrible as it was. To only have one sack shows he knows how to avoid pressure. He knows how to extend plays. That is why he is here. He wasn't terrible. He wasn't terrible. It's just the flaws that we have seen with him, we saw more tonight, right? He had Kittle open on a short pass. He threw it too wide to the right. Couldn't get it to him. He had Debo one-on-one deep down the field. He took a shot. Wasn't a terrible throw at all. It It was okay. And it was broken up by the defender. Probably, honestly, if the defender didn't make as good of a play as he did, it probably would have been caught. It was not a bad pass by any stretch. Was it a precision perfect pass? No. And I get it. Nobody wants him to be perfect. I get it. All I'm saying was, I am not seeing this new and improved Trey Lance that he himself has tried to sell us. That's all I'm saying. Doesn't mean he won't be good. I was tweeting about him during the game. I think he could still be great. I think he could still be great but I haven't seen any improvements so far in limited preseason action. That's what I'm saying. 17 to nothing. I mean, the offense in general, Lance was the the quarterback that looked the best out of all of them. I mean, Purdy, Sudfeld, stink. They Trey Lance better stay healthy all the time because damn, are we in trouble. Now, you know, again, There were a ton of 49ers that didn't play in this game. Most of them were on the defensive side of the ball. I think there were 18, if I can go back and look at my notes, 16. 16 players for the Niners that didn't play. And uh, so, you know, it's not the Niners that we're going to see. But, man, if you want to talk about terrible play, get rid of Lance. Let's put Lance to the side for a minute. The offensive line in this game was comically bad comically bad. Every single offensive lineman had at least one whiff in this game. At least it felt like that. Poe had a whiff where the guy did a swim move and just basically just threw him right under his arm. Aaron Banks looks awful. Carlo watching on the Niners nation YouTube page. Aaron Banks is officially a bust. Yeah, I think so. Remember this guy was supposed to be a second round pick. And he looks awful. And, and Kyle Shanahan was trying to tell us that he was ready to start last year. He, that's, a, that's a thought that came out of Kyle Shanahan's mouth, that Aaron Banks is ready to start last year. No, he's not. He's not ready to start in the AAF, okay? Give me a break with that, Kyle Shanahan. If he was good enough to start last year, he would have started. That's how you always knew that was such a bogus BS comment from Kyle Shanahan. Aaron Banks looks awful. Awful. And, you know, they they spent a lot of time on the broadcast talking about Jimmy Garoppolo. And they didn't bring up the obvious points. And that is the 49ers mishandling of this situation. The 49ers could have cut Jimmy Garoppolo before free agency began and had an extra 18 and a half million dollars to spend in free agency to, I don't know, maybe bring in some extra offensive linemen. Maybe bring in some people that don't look like they don't belong on a professional football field. But no, I was told, David Lombardi told me, right? There were no other free agents the 49ers could have signed, right? Because they could have signed guys if they really wanted to, but they didn't. So there must not have been any available guys that were any better than what we had on the roster, right? Right? That $18.5 million, couldn't have used it to sign some offensive linemen? No. I mean, damn, man. Come on. They have to, and I'm sure they are, I'm sure they are, start looking for offensive line help. They should look to do what they did with Lake and Tomlinson, which is find somebody that nobody really wants and make a move for him, bring him in, coach him up, make him better. That's exactly what they did with Lake and Tomlinson. They need to do it again because it's not good enough. It is not good enough around Trey Lance in the offensive line. And I know Trent Williams wasn't playing and I know Mike McGlinchey wasn't playing. But the interior of that offensive line was hideous. It was hideous. I tweeted out a picture. There is a run, a handoff to Trey Sermon, where the offensive lineman is shoved into the backfield and is like three feet away from Trey Sermon before he gets the handoff, before he even gets the ball. And I know people are going to dog on Sermon, but it's like, what the hell is he supposed to do? What is he supposed to do? It was, it was just brutal. pass protection, run blocking, whatever it was, we could not do it. And I love that Trent Williams came on the broadcast, and he said, well, Kyle Shanahan's going to have a lot of coaching to do. Yeah, good call, Trent. He absolutely is. This line was pathetic. And, I mean, just look at the 49ers rushing. Trey Sermon, eight carries for 20 yards with a long of 12. That means he had seven carries for eight yards the rest of the way. Jeff Wilson Jr., three carries, 16 yards. He probably looked the best out of all the running backs. Brock Purdy, three carries for 10 yards. Jordan Mason, everybody loves Jordan Mason, right? Well, when he can't block, he's not going to do anything. And guess what? Four carries, seven yards. With a long of eight, by the way. Think about that. Four carries, seven yards, with a long of eight. Levin Black actually tweeted Trey Sermon averaged 2.5 yards per carry tonight and 2.86 yards after contact, according to next gen stats. That's how bad the offensive line was. It was brutal. Brutal, 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 brutal. The other thing to go along with the terrible offensive line play was the penalties. Every other play, penalty, penalty, penalty. All told for the game, they had 11 penalties for 104 yards. And I get it. It's a preseason game. I'm not supposed to be this fired up. But, man, there was not a single fun thing to watch on offense for the 49ers tonight. Not one. The best play was like a Ross Dwelly catch on third down where he kind of turned towards the sideline and dove. And almost, I think he got the first down, actually, but they didn't call it. But, like, that was it, man. It was, it was Sloppy football bingo, right? Penalties. Yep. Put a mark on your bingo card. Turnovers. Yep. Put a mark on your bingo card. Bad special teams play. That's back this year. Yep. Put a mark on your bingo card. Everything. That card is full. You won. You hit the jackpot. Congratulations. You got shut up. Nick Ellert watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page. People want to kill banks, but let's be real. The Darlings were worse tonight. Paul and Burford just looked lost. Poe, like I talked about, was bad. Burford had two holding penalties in the game. Nobody was good. Nobody was good on the offensive line. It was it was bad. It was ugly. And it's one thing to be like, hey, you know what? You didn't get much push. Okay, you had a bad night. But like they were hideously bad. It was comical. It looked like one side was playing rookie mode and the other side was playing Madden. That's how bad it was. That's the discouraging thing. It's not like... Hey, you got beat a couple plays, or you weren't getting any push, right? You couldn't move the line of scrimmage. No, 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 no. They were getting shoved backwards. They were losing yards. There was a quarterback sneak where where Nate, I think it was Nate Sudfeld, was sideways. Like that's the amount of push they were getting. It was it was not good by the offensive line. Like that was as bad as I have seen them. Swan Song on the YouTube page says Jake Brendel was the best offensive lineman tonight, and that ain't saying much. <laughs> That's how you know you've struggled when uh, Jake Brendel is your best guy. Horrible performance for game three, says Sean Harvey, watching on the Facebook page. I totally agree. It was a bad night. Now, again, preseason, week three, 17 guys didn't play. Basically, the entire 49ers starting defense didn't play. I mean, Bosa, Armstead, Kinlaw, Aziz, Warner, Greenlaw, Mosley, Ambry, both wards, obviously. None of them played. Dante Johnson didn't even play. So, you know, we can, we're we not going to get too fired up by the fact that the Texans had some, uh, some good running. What's his name? Damon Pierce ran pretty well, looked good, had a touchdown, six carries for 37 yards. I'm not going to get all bent out of shape about that. There's like, like a whole roster of pro bowlers that did not play for the 49ers defense. But, man, should we get to some positive stuff now? We can go back to the negative later. I'll still take your comments. We can talk about it. Merrill watching on the Facebook page. One good takeaway. Mitch Wischnowski has solidly won the starting punty job over Robbie Colt. That's funny. Mitch actually looked good. I thought Mitch had a couple good punts in this game. Niners didn't down one that should have been at the one yard line. Somehow it went into the end zone, but he looked good. He was the one bright spot and the other bright spot. And oh my God, is it a bright spot? It is a supernova right now. Samuel Womack looks good. Samuel Womack looks great. Let me rephrase it. He looks great. Of all the 49ers corners, he looks phenomenal. The ball is in the air. There is no panic whatsoever. No panic, no freaking out. He just makes plays. He reacts. He follows the receiver's eyes. He reacts to their hands going up to catch the ball. And again, he makes a play on a ball in the end zone, would have been a touchdown. He makes a play on it, pops it up in the air. Eventually, it goes to Tarvarius Moore, I believe, and the 49ers get an interception. He is the real deal, man. And Kyle Posey said it last week, and I totally agree with him. You can't fake the production he had in college in terms of pass breakups. I think it's like 43 pass breakups in like 53 games, something like that. And you cannot fake that, man. He looks like a stud. The 49ers have six interceptions this preseason, and Samuel Womack is involved in three of them. He had two picks himself, and that one last, uh, this one tonight, where he tips it to Tarverius more. I mean, the ball just fell right to Moore. You'd have to beat Joukowsky Tart not to catch it too soon. Um, but Womack looks awesome. Even they called a, a pass interference in him on the end zone, which I thought was very, very ticky-tack. But even on that play, he's not panic. He's not freaking out. He doesn't just immediately grab the wide receiver's arms when he knows the ball is in the air like we saw so many times last year for the 49ers. Samuel Womack looks phenomenal today. Phenomenal today. Uh, And I'll take your your submissions for the best player you saw tonight other than Womack. But I'm just so encouraged because if he's your nickel guy and you've got Traverius Ward and Emmanuel Mosley and Womack, like, whoa. Then we get to an area where it's like, hey, I thought we might be a little weak on this team. And now we get to an area where like, hey, this could be kind of a strength. Like that's that's three really solid cornerbacks. A lot of teams do not have that. And when you combine that with the pass rush that this team has, which immediately showed up on the first play of the damn game, I mean, that could be special. This defense could be special. Some of you like the Tchaikovsky-Tart line. I'm glad. I, I didn't mean to hurt anybody. I just couldn't resist, you know, look, it it was a 17 to nothing game. It was a terrible, boring night. I got to, you know, I got to have a little fun here, but I don't know. Was there anything else that, I mean, who could you give the, you got to give the game ball to Womack. There's literally nobody else. There's nobody else. Juwan Jennings had a nice catch. I'll give him that. And he's had some drops this preseason, but like, that was literally one play, you know? So it was a strange, strange night for the 49ers. But preseason's over. Uh obviously we're still going to wait to hear about injuries. Um the big news is uh John Lynch said before the game that it's likely Jimmy Ward is going to go on short-term IR, which is obviously not ideal. That means that he is going to miss the first 4 weeks of the season. And in case you're wondering, you don't have the schedule memorized yet, I don't blame you. 49ers play the Bears, the Seahawks, Russell Wilson, and the Broncos, and then the Rams in week four. That back half of that stretch is not going to be pretty without Jimmy Ward there. Let me just tell you. Um, I think they can get by the first two weeks. No, I'm not really worried about Chicago. Seattle, I don't think is going to be a threat. Even if Jimmy Garoppolo is there, we know he ain't throwing deep. Um, but those last two, I mean, Russ is going to chuck it. We know Russ is going to throw the moon balls, especially in Denver. He's going to want to show the new toys off early in the season. That's that hurts. Like that is a big loss. And obviously the Rams game, of course, you know, Stafford's going to chuck it. That, that, I mean, they know how to attack the 49ers anyway, but so that's dicey. And I didn't see anyone in this game tonight that really reassured me in terms of the safety position. Now, maybe they're going to go Dante Johnson opposite Teleno Hufanga. I don't know but whoever they pick is not going to be as good as jimmy ward cuz jimmy's one of the best safeties in the entire league. So, that's things. And I kind of got that impression when Kyle was talking about the how bad the injury was cuz don't forget this hamstring injury is like this, like you can't rush the guy back. So even if he might be ready to go in 2 weeks, you need to give him that extra time because you don't want him coming back too early. And then it then it gets worse. You know, he he aggravates or whatever as a setback. And then you're looking at a much, much, much longer absence. So I get why they're doing this with Jimmy Ward. It's just it just hurts. It's gonna hurt the back half of those two games. All right. What else did I have in my notes here? The corners were really good. Castro Fields, eh, he had a bad pass interference penalty later in the game. I didn't like. Nick Ellert says the biggest winner was the injury report. Forgive me. I'm going to try and keep an eye on what Kyle Shanahan and some of the guys are saying in the post game. Uh, It's a little more difficult when it's just me here, but I will try and keep an eye on. If anybody sees anything that you think is interesting, uh, hit me up in the, in the comments here and I can react to it. Like I say, I'll try and keep doing it. Um, You know, a lot of people were talking about Brock Purdy as Michael Murphy tweets on the Facebook page, Brock Purdy had some great passes to the Texans. You know, I was ready to say like, Oh, Brock Purdy has showed he should be the backup quarterback. And it's like, then he threw like the Jimmy Garoppolo interception over the middle of the field, right to the linebacker. And it's like, damn, I thought I was done seeing that. So I don't know how that option is going to be settled. Hopefully we don't have to worry about the backup quarterback. Uh, Yes, I know Brock Purdy has a BB arm. I totally get it. That's true. Uh, Javi Vega watching here. I appreciate this. Jimmy Ward on IR. Jimmy G makes the 53 man roster. He's not making the 53 man roster. It's not happening. You can't, first of all, you can't put Jimmy Ward on IR until after he makes the 53. Otherwise, he'd have to miss the whole season. So. There's going to be maneuvering with the roster. Um, I just don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be on the team past Tuesday. More from Javi. What else does Javi say here? Walked away with zero concerns, to be honest. Trent and Mike are better than Moore and McKivitt. Well, yeah. But we don't know when Mike McGlinchey is going to be back. That's the problem. Because Jalen Moore looked horrible. Horrible tonight. He was like a bullfighter. It was like Ole. And the damn defensive end just got, went right past him. Um, again, they should have had more depth here, man. We're a team that was so dependent on the offensive line. You should have had more depth. The one positive though, that I think coming out of tonight is that the Niners are going to have to sit with this for 17 days. And I know it's a preseason game and whatever, but if you don't think Kyle Shanahan and those coaches are going to be just crushing them in the meetings, you're out of your mind. They are going to be like, they'll just put it up and just laugh. They will just flat out laugh at this. And hopefully you've got some veterans on the team that point out like, Hey, this stuff doesn't count, but it does matter. It does matter. It was, it was ugly. I'm I'm trying to find like a single nice thing. I wrote down other than Samuel Womack. I mean, geez, if I could go back to Lance a little bit, because I just saw something in my notes, there was a play where he got flushed out of his pocket. It was a second and seven, I believe. He got flushed out of his pocket. He rolled to the left. He he reset his feet like he was going to throw. And just as he let go of the ball, the defender hit his hand and it was incomplete. And to me, it was the perfect illustration of how his delivery is going to cause problems. It's a very long delivery. The ball dips down low and then comes back up. And because it does that, it gives the defenders more time to break up the play, especially with the ball, you know, dropping down so low. It's, it's easier for a defender to affect with his hand. It was the perfect illustration of where that can cause trouble, because that's where I think it's going to be. It's not that I think defensive backs are going to have time to react to him throwing, because he throws too damn hard. But it's a it's a delivery where the ball is in a position that's not great. And it was the first time really in a game I've actually saw it so concretely. I'm going to find it later and I will tweet it out from my handle at StatsOnFire so I can show everybody what I'm talking about. Usually Lance has been able to evade pressure and get the throws off, but that time he couldn't. And I think that we could see something similar to that uh, in the future. I will say it was kind of interesting. I wish we could have seen Trey more in this game because I want to see how he reacts to playing under pressure like that. Like I know... A lot of people, a lot of you Trey Lance stands that are out there, you know, you want to just wipe everything away and don't ever put anything on him, right? Oh, well, the starters were, some of the starters were out and the offensive line was terrible. It's like, yeah, well, guess what? That's going to happen to him in the regular season. Like, we need to find out how he reacts in those plays because don't forget, we are used to a quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo that could not function when all was not well around him, for the most part. That's what we are used to. So we're used to falling back on that. This guy was out. That guy didn't play. This guy missed a block. The offensive line was bad. That's what we're used to going to. But you drafted Trey Lance at number three and gave up what you gave up to get him because he's supposed to be able to overcome those things. He's supposed to be, yeah, but. Yeah, the offensive missed a tackle, but. Trey Lance extended the play, broke out of the pocket, ran for a 20 yard game. Yeah, the receiver fell down. Trey Lance extended the play, hit him when he got up, found another receiver. whatever the case may be, he is supposed to be able to compensate for those things, and he wasn't we didn't get him in the game long enough tonight to see whether he could. But there are things with quarterback. I mean we've all seen quarterbacks. they change when they are under pressure a lot, right Even the greatest of the greatest of the great most change when they are getting hit and getting under pressure a lot. And we don't know this about Lance. We don't know how he's going to be. I'm just desperate for information about that. I want to know, but obviously we couldn't get to see it tonight, but that's the kind of game it was shaping up to be. But, but don't just sit there and hand wave everything away. Well, the offensive line didn't do this or this guy didn't do that. Like you got to put some of this on Lance. That's okay. It's okay to criticize him. We can do that. Doesn't mean he shouldn't be the pick, doesn't mean he shouldn't be the quarterback, doesn't mean he won't be great. But we have to go into this objectively. It's okay to criticize Trey Lance. It is okay. Joel Thompson watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page. Trey Lance will need more time to develop into that guy. Of course, he's not a finished product by any stretch of the imagination. Of course. Adam watching on the YouTube page, Trey Lance's pocket presence was refreshing to see compared to dead Jimmy. Agreed. I absolutely agree. And I see Kyle Shanahan is live now. Thank you. Um, he does have good pocket presence. It seems like he does kind of the first preseason game he played in against the Packers. I think it was like the first play where the play where he ended up sliding Lance drops back and I am I could see the guy coming behind him I'm like, oh no, he's in trouble. This could be a sack. This could be a fumble. And he just stepped up and scrambled and got down. And I was like, damn, I don't even know how he saw that guy, but he did. He does have good pocket presence. All right, let me see if I can find anything here from Kyle Shannon. Who's speaking now? Um, oh, this was a good. <laughs> this was a good comment. Where is it? Moiaki on the Niners Nation YouTube page. Drake Jackson hit. Was it a penalty or clean? Here is the point on that play. And if you didn't see it, there was a play where the Texans kind of ran like a screen or a checkdown. Pretty obvious to me that it. The quarterback was just dumping it off and Drake Jackson, boom, runs right into him after the play and he got flagged and it was like, damn, what are you doing, Drake? Like that is the epitome of the night. And some people are like, well, it was a clean hit. It was a dirty hit. That's not the point. Why are you touching the quarterback in that situation? You know how the league protects quarterbacks. You know, you're a rookie. You're not going to get the benefit of the doubt. Why are you touching him at all? Or at least make an effort to make it look like you were trying not to hit him. And maybe the officials will let it go. He shouldn't have hit him at all. But that was the epitome of the night. It was guys just doing weird, sloppy, stupid stuff. Drake Jackson wasn't immune. The only guy that was immune, really, was Samuel Womack. Every offensive lineman did dumb stuff. Trey Sermon. And Edgar watching on my Twitch page, which I appreciate. Thank you very much, Edgar, watching on the Stats on Fire Twitch page. Brand new. Don't even know how to use it, but I got one, and I appreciate it. Um, Trey Sermon got a lot of run in this game. Didn't really get a chance to see a ton of him because the offensive line was so bad. But on the plays where there actually was decent blocking, I wrote down in my notes, he never looks like he knows where to go. He always looks like he's kind of feeling his way. Like he's in a dark room that he kind of knows the layout of, but he's got his arms out because he can't find, you know, he knows there's a wall in front of him somewhere. He just doesn't know where that to me is Trey sermon. That's what it looks like when he runs. And I agree, by the way, Jordan Mason should be on the team somewhere. I would have no problem if they got rid of Trey Mason, uh, Trey sermon, excuse me, no problem whatsoever. And again, He wasn't as bad as he looked tonight because the offensive line was terrible. But this isn't just a one game thing. This isn't just a, well, how he didn't look good against the Texans, so get rid of him. This is who he's been, right? Kenny watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page. Trey Sermon trying to pick up short yardage is painful. Short yardage is tough because it really does depend a lot on the offensive line. But yeah, I mean, you got to hit the hole, you got to hit the hole hard. And, you know, maybe you don't have the best blocking, but hopefully you hit that hole hard enough where you can fall forward, right? He doesn't even fall forward that much. He looked like he was trying, but. Merrill again on the Facebook page says he had a run, a great run. that doesn't show up in the stats because surprise holding. Right. But would he have gotten that great run without that holding penalty? Kyle Shanahan on the offensive line. We've been mixing young guys in there and been good for them to get reps. Hopefully we'll get guys back. You have to keep working on continuity through the year. We've got 17 days and aren't deciding the lineup yet. We've got a lot more practice to do. Yeah, who are you hoping to get back? The tackles, the tackles, okay. But the interior of that offensive line is not, it's not changing, Kyle. There's no one to get back. It's Spencer Burford, it's Aaron Banks, it's Jake Brendel. If you what are you talking about? Daniel Brunskill? You're waiting for Daniel Brunskill to ride in on a white horse and save you? Because I got news for you. If you think that's gonna save you, you're screwed. Daniel Brunskill. Come on, man. Come on, Kyle. Like, you guys thought that going into the year with those three interior offensive linemen was a good idea, right? We couldn't franchise tag Lake and Tomlinson. Couldn't do it, right? It was just too expensive. Even though we have $18.5 million just sitting there with Jimmy Garoppolo, how much better would, this, would you feel? How much better would you feel about the offensive line if Lake and Tomlinson was still here? And then we were debating the right guard spot between either Banks or Burford or Brunskill, the best of those guys, right? You'd feel a hell of a lot better, but we couldn't do it because we got to hold on to Jimmy G for no apparent reason. Couldn't franchise Lakin Tomlinson. Now he's on the Jets. Yeah, enjoy that, Lakin. Although I will say I don't blame him for, for getting as much money as possible. He should. The 49ers should have paid him. Shouldn't have had to go to the Jets to get his money. But yeah, man. It's bad on the, I don't want to hear that from Kyle Shanahan. Like, damn. And and I don't know this. And Michelle Moshu uh, texted this to me. So I want to give her credit for it. How many pass plays tonight for Trey Lance were play action? Were they all play action? I think they might've been. It felt like it. And I think part of that was because Kyle knew we can't have this guy drop straight back. He might get killed. Kyle's thoughts on the 17 and nothing loss to the Texans. It was pretty rough. Yes, it was, Kyle. That is the understatement of the year. It was pretty damn rough. Sometimes I get frustrated with him, man. He makes these comments like we don't know what's going on with the team. Like we can't we can't see what's going on in the field, I should say. And I get it. I get it. He knows more than we do. But, like, I know who's on the roster, and I know what they've looked like, and some of them in extended time, like Colton freaking McKivitz. Come on, man. Like, you can't fool me with some of this stuff. That comment is really weird. And by the way, the fact that you don't know who's going to be on the offensive line, it's so unsettled, just proves that you got a bunch of crap there. Because if you had anybody good, they would have separated themselves by now. But you don't. You don't. All right. Anyone that's saying Trey in the comments, you got to specify for me. Did Trey Sermon look lost? D Estrada watching on the YouTube page. Trey Lance? Is that the Trey that looked lost or or is it Trey Sermon? Because if it's Trey Sermon, I agree with you. If it's Trey Lance, I don't agree with you. I don't think he looked lost. By the way, uh, Kyle Shanahan did confirm that Jimmy Ward will open the season on IR, meaning he will, in fact, miss the first four games of the season. Here's Kyle Shanahan. Preseason is important, but I compare it to the driving range. Whatever happens doesn't matter, but you've got to practice to get it better. Yeah, but here's the thing. And trust me when I tell you, nobody's got more experience at the driving range and looking bad at the driving range, I should say, than me. It doesn't mean anything, but you have a pretty good idea of how you're going to play based on how you do at the range. I'm not me at the range and then turn into Tiger Woods when I step on the tee box, right? It's the same guy. It's still my janky ass golf swing, Okay. So you can call it the driving range all you want. Don't do that. 49ers fans do not hand wave away all the struggles and say, Oh, it's only preseason. It does matter. Even if it doesn't count. Kyle Shanahan on Trey Lance. I wish it was cleaner. Not going to make too much of it. Yeah. I think that he couldn't really see a lot of the stuff because of the offensive line. I think that. He wanted to get Trey some run because he knows Trey needs experience, but it was just, you couldn't leave him in there. With the way the defense was getting penetration, it wasn't worth the risk. And based on how Purdy and Sudfeld played, I think that's accurate. I think that was a smart move. Ramon watching on the Niners Nation Facebook page. How do you feel about number 14, Brock Purdy? I kind of like Brock Purdy. He doesn't have a great arm. He doesn't have a really a very good arm, but I like the way he doesn't panic. Like there was a play tonight where the, it was a botched snap. He just picked it up, ran around, threw it over the middle for a completion. Again, you don't want any of these guys playing extended amounts of time, but in a one or two game situation with Kyle Shanahan as his play caller, I feel like you you could sort of get through it a little bit with Brock Purdy. I'm done with Nate Sudfeld. I don't think neither guy's very good. But at least Brock Purdy can move a little bit. He can improvise. He, You know, he, he's not a statue back there. For my backup quarterback, a guy that, you know, I want to get, that I want to meet. Try that again. A backup quarterback, a guy that I can hopefully, you know, ask to get me through one or two starts. I'll take Brock Purdy. Why not? Next comment. Whoa, rang on the Niners Nation YouTube page. So true. I hate when they say preseason don't count. Like what the WTF? They got to cut people. And so... They got to perform. And guess what? Most dudes didn't perform. Yeah, they didn't. It was bad. It was very bad. Carlo watching on the YouTube page. They should have signed Tyrod Taylor. I agree. I said that at the time. I thought Tyrod Taylor was the perfect backup for this team because he's a solid quarterback who's led a team to the playoffs and he's a mobile guy. So he knows what it's like when you have to choose between running and passing. I thought that he would have been an excellent mentor for Trey Lance. Instead, they went with a John. you know, A statue, a 6'5 statue, and Nate Sudfeld, the longest neck in the world. Tyrone watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page. Do we trade for a guard or stay in-house? I mean, they've shown the propensity to do that, and I'm sure they're looking. I'm sure they were looking before this game, to be honest. You're always looking. Um, Whether they can do it and whether they can get that guy in there and up to speed and, and fast, I don't know. But they owe it to the team to look. They owe it to the team to look. When you are as loaded everywhere as the 49ers are, you cannot let this area derail your entire season. You cannot. Okay, I need to address this because there's a lot of people talking about Jimmy Garoppolo. What is this, Kirk Herbstreet in the comments? That's oh, all he wanted to talk about all game. Carlos says, all these people saying Jimmy G is saying are nuts. This, behind this line, he would get killed by week three. Absolutely. That was one thought I had too. It was like You put Jimmy Garoppolo behind this offensive line, it's going to be awful. It's going to be awful. Chris Maldonado watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page. Let's trade Jimmy and Trey Sermon for a guard. That'd be an interesting idea. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. Nobody wants Jimmy Garoppolo. But, I, you know, if you can pull it off, great. At this point, great. I've seen enough Aaron Banks to know he ain't it. He ain't it. Second round guards are supposed to be plug and play guys from day one. Day one. I mean, Aaron Banks looks terrible out there. Terrible. And he had a year. This is not even his rookie year, right? He had a whole year to prepare. And again, that was the guy Kyle Shanahan told us was ready to start last year. Because, you know, the 49ers interior offensive line was so great last year that they couldn't find a spot for Aaron Banks on the field. Give me a break. See that's how you know it's bogus. Like sometimes you can take coaches at their word, but sometimes you got to apply a little bit of scrutiny to what they say. You just gotta you know, just hold it up to the light a little bit and see if it's if if it's true and it's not. Oh, I'm not seeing any more. Other interesting quotes from Kyle Shanahan. I I imagine he looked like, I don't know if you noticed it. He looked like he wanted to be anywhere else in the world late in the third quarter of this game. They showed a close-up shot of him and he was just walking like, oh my God, I can't believe it's not even the fourth quarter yet. This is hideously bad. He just, when, when they lose, he wears it right on his face. You can see. It's just, he's just desperate. Like, he cannot tolerate it. It grinds on him, even the preseason game. And that's how a lot of these guys are, to be honest with you. That's absolutely how a lot of these guys are. They hate losing more than they like winning. I'm kind of the same way. I I was trying to, like, control my emotions during the game. Like, oh, it's only a preseason game. Don't get worked up. Then I'm seeing the Texans run down the field, and I'm like, can we stop a running back, please? Like, I can't turn it off preseason regular season. What other things do we see? Short yardage struggles. Again, I've talked about those. I thought it was interesting that Jordan Mason was the third running back in the game before Ty Davis price. I think that means that they were trying to look, take a look at Jordan Mason. I think they wanted to give him some run to decide what his future on this team was going to be. And then they couldn't do that because the offensive line was just comically bad. And again, That's part of it too, right? Like it's hard to evaluate the offense and some of these guys on offense because the offensive line was so bad because they're the foundation of the house. If you can't do it, if you can't block, you can't do anything. How are you going to evaluate Trey Sermon tonight? How Like he was literally getting tackled as soon as he got the ball. There was a pitch out to the right. I can't remember who the running back was. And literally as soon as he catches the pitch, He's tackled. There's no move you can make. There's nothing. He had to put all his focus into catching the damn pitch because he knew he was going to get drilled. We're lucky it wasn't a fumble. It was a disaster. Disaster. So it's hard to, I don't know that, that any opinions, actually, you know what? That's a good question. Was there any opinion on anybody that you had going into this game that changed based on what we saw? It's hard it's hard to change it. I mean, because again, the evaluation is tough when when it's non-functional on offense. Did any of your opinions change on anybody in this game based on what we saw tonight? Like I thought Womack was good. He showed out. Yep, confirmed. You know, I, I didn't... Purdy, I think, is is okay. But no, there was nobody when I looked at it that I could say, oh, I thought one thing, I saw this game, and now I'm starting to change my mind a little bit. Was there anything that you saw that you, or I should say, was there anything that you didn't see that you wanted to see? And and man, Merrill is coming with the comments again. I was just going to get to this. Danny Gray was nowhere to be found. I was really excited to see Danny Gray. I told Levin on the Gold Standard podcast this morning that I was starting to believe in, in Danny Gray a little bit. Now, maybe, again, offensive line couldn't block long enough for him to get open downfield. I don't know. But I was really hoping that he would kind of shine again tonight because it's exciting. You know, speed wide receivers, deep passes down the field. It's exciting. It's more fun to watch that way. But he was uh, pretty much a non-factor in the game. One target. No catches. Wetbridge watching on the YouTube page. I expected more out of the backup interior defensive linemen. Yeah, all of the backup defensive linemen, man. I mean, they got run over. For the game, Houston carried the ball 36 times for 156 yards. They averaged 4.3 yards per carry. That's deceptive, though, because Damon Pierce averaged 6.2. Marlon Mack averaged 5.5. So their top guys were very, very effective. And, you know, we talk about how deep the 49ers defensive line is, and it is. But at the same time, like. You can't get run on like this. Maybe it's deep from a pass rushing perspective, but you got to be able to stop the run. You have to. And they definitely didn't. Now, again, no Bosa, no Armstead, no Kinlaw. You're not going to have the entire second string in there all at once like they did tonight, right? It's going to be a mix of guys. You're going to be rotating guys in and out. So it's likely never going to look that bad again. But it did not look good tonight. Definitely not. Trey, uh, Tracy Henderson, I'm sorry, this is the wrong comment, but I'll read it anyway since I threw it up there. Trace Sermon looked unsure to me, and a lineman didn't help him at all. Yep, I totally agree. Uh, Where is the... I can't find it now. I apologize. This is... Oh, here we go. Kenny. The run defense is worrisome. The 49ers are light up front, even with the starters. No, they're not. No, they're not. Javon Kinlaw, they're light up front. Kinlaw up there. Armstead, who's going to be in the middle a lot of the time, too. Bosa. Amenahu. Drake Jackson, no, they're not light up front. Luckily, they're going to be fine up front. When the starters are there, they'll be fine. Mikey 49er on the YouTube page, Jalen Moore was pathetic. He was, but he's a fifth round pick, right? There's a difference. When Jalen Moore is pathetic, okay, you kind of expect it. Most fifth round picks, even though the 49ers have had some luck there, most fifth round picks are pathetic. They're not that good. That's why they're picked in the fifth round. But when Aaron Banks does it, that's what worries you. That's what gets you Agida. Because he looks like he can't do it. When he looks just as bad as Jalen Moore, that's when you know you whiffed on a pick. And that hurts. Second round picks hurt. De Estrada. Kyle will get fired because he chose Trey over Jimmy. Are you out of your mind? Are you out of your mind? God. If Jimmy Garoppolo is so gosh darn awesome, how come nobody wants him? And nobody wants him. Every team in the league could have traded for him. They could have traded a bag of cats. Nobody wants him. Michael Murphy watching on the Facebook page. Switch Kittle and Yuschek to block at left and right guards. Probably couldn't be any worse. Let's be honest. Probably could. And you know what? It's a disappointing night, too. I would have liked to see Jason Poe kind of step up a little bit. I would have liked to see him prove that he is worthy of a spot. Because right now, I don't know. He looked shaky, man. He looked shaky. I know, you know, sometimes with offensive linemen, you see one or two highlights on Twitter, especially Poe. He's coming around, he's pulling, he's wrecking people. Like, yeah, that's cool. But you got to be able to do more than that. You got to be more consistent with that. And he really wasn't. The one thing I do find interesting, I think it was Jimmy Ward who talked about the defense and what they could be as a whole. And I think he said that they're going to be pick safety, right? And like I talked about, the Niners have six interceptions this preseason. If they can carry that over, that would be massive for this team. Massive, 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 massive. And we saw it in this game, right? 49ers turn the ball over. Houston's going down the field. They look like they're going to score. They throw the ball in the end zone. Samuel Womack makes a play, tips it up, intercepted. Boom bailing out the offense. That's really the big benefit is that turnovers can bail out slow starts by the offense. And and we saw last year, God, I think it was like five out of the first eight games, something like that. That's not the right number. I can't remember it off the top of my head, but it was something like that where the Niners went into halftime with seven or fewer points. Like, really bad stuff. But when your defense can step up like that and generate turnovers, you can get by. That's not going to sink you. And that's really kind of what this season is like for the 49ers. You want them to just avoid the game-changing mistakes, and your defense is going to be good enough to keep you afloat. So now here we are. Preseason's officially done. As far as we know, Trey Lance not injured, not injured in any way. Although, again, with injuries, you got to wait. You got to wait till the day after the game when Kyle Shanahan does his conference call or press conference, and then you'll find out the real story. But it seems like overall in terms of health, the team is okay. Mike McGlinchey has some questions. Obviously they're going to be without Jimmy Ward and that hurts, but Charvarius Ward should be coming back. They're okay. And that's good. That's what you want out of this preseason. Trey Lance on the whole, this preseason, I thought up and down, made some good plays, had some misses, but, You know, you're encouraged overall, I think, with him. The running backs, a couple of them have flashed. We know Debo's going to be Debo. We think IU's going to be better this year. Kittle had kind of a quiet off uh, preseason, but who cares? We know what he is. Jason Aponte said, the preseason is not about any one performance and training camp. It's about a progression. It's about how does a guy look at the beginning of the preseason and how does a guy look at the end of the preseason? There is nobody like Trey Lance, I thought, is fine. If you look at that overall progression, some good days, some bad days, overall fine. And I think he will get better as he gets more experience. Oh, no. Tavarius watching on the YouTube page. Matt Mayoko is asking Trey Lance about Jimmy Garoppolo and the presser. Why? Why are we doing this? Why do we have to continually talk about Jimmy Garoppolo? He's not a part of the team. He's not. He doesn't practice with the team. He has no playbook. He's not in meetings. What are we still doing here? What are we still doing here with this? Like, stop. The 49ers press corps is awful. They're awful. They're good people. They're not good at their job. They're not. They are not. And and look, you could call me a jerk or whatever. And maybe it's cause I live on the East coast and I've grown up on the East coast and we approach sports a lot more frantically than other people do. They ain't good. They're pillowy soft. They don't ask any tough questions. Anytime there's a big 49ers story, it's always a national writer breaking it, especially if it's something that they don't want out there. Like Jimmy Garoppolo ghosting the team. Mike Silver's been on the beat for three minutes. He's already had two more interesting stories than anybody else in the 49ers beat has had in five years. Anyway. And again, I like Matt Mayoko. He's a good guy, but the 49ers link directly to Matt Mayoko's articles from their website. You think he's writing anything they don't want out there? You think he's going to investigate and piss the team off in any way? I don't think so. There's a reason he gets the sit down interview with John Lynch during the year. And nobody else does. You think they're giving that to a guy that ticks them off? You think Grant Cohn's getting that interview? And I don't agree with everything Grant does. Not by a long shot. But he's much more likely to ask a difficult question than Matt Mayoko or anybody else on that beat. I'll tell you that. By a friggin' country mile. Sorry, that's my rant. I'm sensitive about that stuff. because I, In general, I think people don't know how to ask good questions to to guests and people in power. And so when I look at the 49ers, that's what I see. Uh, okay, I'm seeing something that Kyle Shanahan said talking about the offensive line. Hopefully we get Trent back. Maybe he just misspoke. I haven't heard the audio because I can't listen to it right now while I'm hosting the show. But as far as I know, Trent Williams is not injured. And if he is, dear God, what happened? Hopefully Kyle just misspoke. So there we are. The preseason is over. Again, just to summarize for anybody that joined late, I thought Trey Lance generally looked like the Trey Lance we saw last year. He was up. He was down, you know, d- under more pressure tonight than I think we've seen him in previous games. But all in all, 7 of 11, 49 yards, took a sack, avoided multiple other sacks. Um, and we'll see. We get to unwrap the present, right? 17 days from now, 16 days, however you want to count it, is week one against the Bears. And so we've got to sit with this now. And that this is going to be you're going to see some more fresh Trey Lance takes coming from the national media because they're going to break this one down. They're going to say, no, oh, I don't know. You're going to see that missed to Kittle, that third down missed to Kittle on the short pass. Yep. You're going to see that a lot because this is going to get overanalyzed because there's not going to be anything else to talk about for the 49ers for 17 days. So brace yourself for that, man. This is going to be the toughest 17 day stretch of the off We're going to have roster cut down. That'll help. The Jimmy Garoppolo thing is going to get resolved, so that'll help. But we got to sit with this one now. You know, it feels a little different than it felt after the Packers game when Trey hits Danny Gray, right? And then he comes out and you're like, yeah, man. Feels a little different. You lose 17 to nothing to the Houston Texans. Nothing really looks good instead of Samuel Womack. So that that hurts. I'm not seeing anything else from anyone. So I think I'm going to wrap this up. Thank you, everybody, again, for watching and listening. I really, really, really appreciate it. Please rate, review, and follow the Niners Nation Podcast Network. If you take the time to leave a review, we will read it on the show. Help us get our rating up on Apple Pods. greatly appreciate it. I am on Twitter and Instagram and Twitch, at StatsOnFire. Oh, I want to squeeze this question in before we go. Jason, PDSI on the YouTube page. Any thoughts on the Amazon broadcast? That sideline reporter was terrible. Don't, first of all, don't go too harshly on any first broadcast of anything. Show, you know, sporting events, sideline reporter, whatever it is. You cannot judge too harshly on the first broadcast. I have been, if you don't, anybody doesn't know about me, I've produced national shows for a long time. I was at ESPN. I produced the biggest talk show on the planet, Mike and Mike, for a long time. I produced Pro Football Talk with Mike Florio and Chris Sims. No matter what show I have been on, it's always, 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 always the case the show is better one week after it starts than when it starts, and two weeks it's better than it was at one week. It takes time. It takes time. Don't judge anybody yet. Uh, I liked the graphics on Amazon. I thought that was cool. I liked the Ryan Fitzpatrick at the halftime. I liked him. I liked Richard Sherman. I liked Tony Gonzalez. That seems like it could be a good mix of people. I could not stand Kirk Herbstreet. I thought he was absolutely sounded like he was unprepared. I, I'm sure he wasn't, but if he had extra notes, he certainly wasn't reading them because he started talking about Jimmy Garoppolo and he wouldn't get off of it. I thought he provided nothing that I didn't know already. And I know I'm different than the, than the usual viewer. Cause I cover this team, but, I thought it was nothing special from Kirk Herbstreit. Al Michaels is Al Michaels. He's not my favorite, but he's still Al Michaels. Um, so that was my thoughts. I, I think it'll be fine. They'll find their footing. Again, give them a little bit of time. Uh, and, and the sideline reporter, I, uh, forgive me, I can't remember her name. She had a tough job because she had to interview like a lot of members of the Amazon crew about the Amazon broadcast. That was really weird. I know she did the on-field interview with Kyle, who didn't really want to do it. And she did the interview with Trent Williams, which I thought was hilarious because Trent Williams is fantastic. But give it time. Give the Amazon thing time. It's, <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. It's better than the Monday Night Football broadcasts on ESPN were in recent years. Already, it's better than that. That was a disaster. So, yeah. Amazon will be fine. They'll figure it out. They got a little money. They'll, they'll, they'll find a way to make it interesting. All right. Thanks, everybody. Again, rate, review, follow the Niners Nation Podcast Network. This, if you missed any of the show, is going to be available in a podcast. I'm going to do it right now afterwards, so you can go and check that out and download it. We're also going to have a full reaction show with Michelle Majib tomorrow, who is of the Ball Blast Football Podcast, Fantasy Football and Researcher at NFL Network. She's going to weigh in on her thoughts on Trey Lance and everything that we saw or didn't see tonight, so we'll have that podcast for you tomorrow as well. So, perfect time. If you don't already subscribe to Niners Nation, please, please, please do it. Thank you so much for all the comments. I could not have done this tonight without you, especially by myself. You really helped make it easy for me. I cannot tell you how grateful I am for all your support. We are the fastest growing 49ers podcast anywhere in the planet. Our listeners have more than doubled from last year, and that is a credit to you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the support. Enjoy the rest of your night, everybody. We'll talk tomorrow.